0: Tomorrow is officially the longest night of the year, and we've prepared a little something special for you. It was fun watching people come in who come here regularly. They were like, where's my chair? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that tricky Larry, what's he up to? (laughs) And uh, later in the service, we'll be adding to the the lovely altar that the first service helped us set up by lighting some uh, candles representing the the solstice or or rebirth uh, in our own hearts. And we'll be doing that a little bit later. In fact, let's even start by talking about um, the sweet little altars we've set up here. Um, As blissful as it looks... Uh, these branches are the, the uh, representing some of the wreckage down at our beach house over a, a number of storms going on in the last few weeks. So, uh, so, so this last week, uh, even though the highways were closed to get to our beach house, um, we persisted and followed a pilot car over an un, uneven terrain. And, and these are some of the branches that were just down in our yard, which we were taking care of. Uh, house fine. I I mean, everything fine at our place, Uh, not so much in the rest of Tillamook County. So if any of you have a personal prayer uh, practice, you might hold the residents of Tillamook County in general uh, in your heart. Still terrible flooding there and and other things going on. Uh, But while we were um, um, chopping up greens and clearing out our yard a little bit down there... um, the, the most kind of amazing thing happened because, because here in the, you know, the a dark time of year, um, a certain amount of wreckage around us, uh, one of the neighbors, and it's very funny too, because I always thought, well, that's planted in just the wrong place. They have a, a kind of a, a field across the way from us. And, and in the middle of it, a camellia bush, actually, it's I don't know, probably about six or seven feet tall now, almost turning into a camellia tree. And for those of you who don't know anything about botany or, or, or plants, you know, camellias usually bloom in, I don't know, February, March, even, maybe in a warm year you might get them in late February. There is the neighbor's camellia, bright red, glossy green leaves, the perfect <laughs> lit-up Christmas tree all by itself in the neighbor's yard. And so I'm thinking to myself, Here in the midst of so much that looks like the end of things, like trouble, such an amazing symbol of life. I swear, as much trouble as we find in the world or in our lives, there is, to counter every bit of it, irrepressible life a life and a joy, a peace and a love that just so desperately wants to uh, be expressed, even, even in the, the pushing forth of buds at the wrong time of year, even, even at the expense of anything that's going on, life prevailing, love wanting to come out on top, the, the zest for living, being there if we but look for it. I want to uh, do a little bit of a solstice reading here. This is for from Howard Thurman's uh, um, Meditations from the Heart. There is something which seems utterly final about the end of the year. It means certainly that we are one year older. This is a fact, definite, inexorable. We are 12 months closer to the end of our physical lifespan, one year closer to that great unknown. It means that in some important ways, we are either taken further from or brought closer to the goal of our living, whatever that goal might be. During the passing of these 12 months, experiences have come into our lives which revealed certain things about ourselves, perhaps things that we had not anticipated. Some new demand was made upon us which caused us to behave in a manner that was a stranger to our own established patterns of life. We may have felt shocked, surprised, enraged, maybe delighted that such was possible for us. The end of the year also means that we are wiser than we were at the year's beginning. The circling events upon whose bosom we have been wafted, it's cut away our pretensions, it's stripped us bare of much beneath which has been hidden, even perhaps from ourselves. When we saw, excuse me, when we see ourselves revealed, There is born in us a wisdom about life and its meaning that makes us say with all of our hearts that this day, that this life is worth living, is good. Now of all of these meanings, of course, and many more counsel us that because life is dynamic and we are deeply alive, the end of the year really only just means the end of the year. Not the end of life, not the end of us, certainly not the end of time. We turn our faces towards the year being born with a riding hope that will carry us into the days ahead with courage and with confidence. The old old year dies, yes, but the new year is being born. Long live life. And so I want to talk a little bit about this idea of... uh, of life continuing, because it occurs to me there are several ways for this to happen. Uh, Solstice to me speaks of the seasonality, the the regular turning of the planet. And of course, we have our own seasonality, don't we? Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that this time of year isn't kind of uh, invited to do the inner work, right? It's less about being outside and doing and more about being in our own interior worlds and and planning for the future, about thinking what's good and pure our own lives, maybe even um, summarizing a little bit about what the year has been about and what we would hope to happen in the new year. And, and of course, that reminds me that there is a sort of, what do I want to call it, a gravity to our lives that will tend to make next year like this year, that will tend to make two years from now also like this year, unless we put some intentionality into it. And so a new year isn't necessarily a promise of things to be different. In fact, uh, to illustrate, I managed to find um, probably just the worst joke ever. So uh, (laughs) shall we? All right. So Frank arrives home from his work promptly at 5 p.m., as he does every day, as soon as he steps through his front door, his partner starts yelling at him. Why don't you wipe your feet before walking into the house? I thought you said you were coming home at lunch today. Where's the shopping I asked you to do? Why don't you ever buy me flowers like you used to? Oh, well, yeah, that, that might be obvious. This, this incessant criticism and complaining, it goes on for nearly two hours. Nothing that Frank does or says seems to be right. By 7 p.m., he's simply had enough, but... He knows better than to start a fight, so he decides to try something completely new. Please, let's start again, he says. Let's start over. I'll go back outside, I'll shut the door, and then I'll open it up and come in. We can pretend that I've just come home. What do you think? Are you up for a complete fresh start? Well, okay. So Frank puts on his coat, goes outside, shuts the door, waits a minute, opens the door, steps in, this time with a big smile on his face. He announces in a happy tone, oh, hello, I'm home. And just where have you been? You're two hours late. (laughs) (laughs) The trouble is, we may wish our circumstances to be different, we may be ready for a fresh start, but are we ready for a fresh start? We're ready for the outsides to look different. We're, we're ready for a new year that will bring us things that are, are more filled with love and joy. But are we more loving and more joyous? Do you see where I'm going with this? If, if we don't do anything on the interior side of ourselves to be something different, why would we suspect That we can just say, oh no, I'm for a fresh start and actually expect the world to go along with that. And so part of that today we're going to do via our candle lighting. And, and you might be asking, well, so mm, tell me a little more about the candle lighting. I, I hear you, maybe the idea that we're going to light a candle to represent a, an intention for this, uh, this new year as the days get longer and we, we start moving into the, a, a new season and, and therefore maybe a new me, uh, an improved life what does that look like? How would I go about doing that? And, and to me, solstice represents change, a seasonal change in three different ways. First of all, it simply represents that I am a year older. So being a year older, I may actually have differences that I want to express in my life. And so what does that mean? What does it mean to be a year older? What have I learned this year about myself? What naturally am I moving towards as a as a person who's a year older, as a person in, in my stage of life this year, ought there to be things that I might wanna consider? Ought there to be ways of being or ways that I express myself that being a year wiser, being a year older, Um, that I ought to be looking at, or that I would choose to do a little differently. So part of solstice for me is that kind of summation. Who am I at this point in my life right now, and how do I want to express that that's maybe a little different than it was last year or the year before? I don't want to be greeted with that same old joke simply because I show up just being me again. Uh, Maybe the me this time around could be subtly different, and get me another result. The second thing that solstice means for me, uh, truly in terms of change, is uh, the little tweaking that I wanna do in life. I would bet nearly everyone in this room has some areas in your life that are working pretty darn good. Things that you can be proud of that either happened this year or ways of being that you feel really confident and good about. That's that idea of the power of your word that we were talking about earlier, where someone can say, well, how's whatever going? And you with just complete confidence step forward and say, you know, that's well, That the job is, you know, great or the relationship is is swimmingly good we've never been more in love one of those places where in your own life it's like sweet I'm getting this and I'm grateful for it but you might want to consider even tweaking it a little bit more because you've had a lot of experience at perfecting whatever that thing is you probably have ideas on how it could be even better And you'll remember from a couple weeks ago, we talked about using logic in our lives to move us forward. And I would suggest this is a great opportunity for doing that. If I have something that's going pretty well, logically, how might I expand that? How can I become even more loving? How can my relationship become even tighter? How can greater intimacy be in my primary relationship? Or how could I be a better employee? How can I really leverage the skills that I have at work in an even more powerful way? Do you see where I'm going? We're we're already pretty darn good at whatever it is. Let's use logic and deduction to move us ahead even further. How can I enjoy retirement even more? How can I become an even better educator? Whatever it is that you consider yourself to be, pretty darn good at. How can we stand in that power of our word and even improve it? The third thing, though, that I think that solstice reminds me isn't so gradual and isn't so logical. It's more like the storm that produced these branches. Sometimes don't you just want a fresh start? Sometimes don't you just have a feeling that I'm meant for more than what I've experienced so far. And maybe my life could take a totally different direction, or at least maybe some part of my life you want to explore in a significant new way. I'm here to tell you, sometimes a storm is a good thing. Though it may have saddened me that some trees went down, take a look at the undergrowth already underneath. We're going to have an amazing crop of pine trees coming up on our property at the beach, and now there's the light for them. Now, now some of that baggage has been stripped away, some of those ancient old trees that actually weren't doing very well. Oh my word, come back in a few years. See, I would want that for us metaphorically as well. Sometimes pieces of our lives are simply not working all that well. And it's not about tweaking them. It's not about an incremental change. It's about a good storm to clear the air. It's about following your heart in a significant and powerful new way. And and solstice means that to me too. It's not just the seasons in terms of this spring's going to be like last spring that's gonna be like the spring before that. It's the welcoming of planting new powerful seeds that have never been grown before. It's about the ability of me to truly reinvent myself if I so choose. And that I would suggest, those of you who were here last week, Reverend Lynn did a a wonderful and passionate talk about really putting the mysticism, our our inner wisdom self into life. And and here I would suggest that we can go in that inward journey together this winter and really repicture and repurpose our lives if we desire. Think for a moment, is there something that maybe you've put off doing your whole life that would make all the difference? Is there some new way of being in the world that could be a, a treasure to you and your family and the world in general that, that maybe you've put aside 25 years ago as something that, at the time, just didn't feel right or that you didn't have the resources before? And I, and I hope I'm kind of scaring you a little bit. I mean, hopefully, hopefully I'm, I'm inspiring, yes, but there's a good storm a brewing, and you could ride it out. You really could make a tremendous and powerful difference in your life if, if you choose to. Do you see the, the solstice energy? There is something about putting behind us one year and, and in this twilight area of, uh, of is it dark, is it light, where all things can be made new. And so we, as we dedicate our, our candles today, as we're gonna do in a few moments, I want you to consider these three opportunities. One opportunity is simply to tweak your life a little bit. Simply to see, well, this isn't quite the way I want it, how could I logically improve upon that? Should I claim a, uh, a, an improvement at work? Should I claim that myself will grow into a, a better way of loving my, my family and friends with more intimacy? Do you see uh, something that is going pretty well, and you're going to take it just to the next notch, And I think you can use the tools you already have, just your intentions, to to ramp that up a little bit. Begin picturing yourself making that change and having it work out in the world. Picture yourself being more loving, uh, being a a better employee, you know, whatever it is you want to ramp up, picture yourself in it. Picture yourself with that change that that kind of tweaking going on so that you are that that ramped up person you know think of it as yourself version one point five if you will, uh, still Larry, but Larry plus <laughs> right Picture in your own heart that you've you have made the internal changes to support something just slightly even more marvelous going on. but then I would also like you to think about that radical change, and I wanna, I wanna spend a moment with you doing some visioning. Now those of you who have taken a class here before know that visioning usually takes, gosh, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes, and we're gonna do the, the shortened version of that, and I apologize. I mean, I wish we, if we were all game for uh, like adding another half hour on, we would do this a little different, but, but I still think we can get some good at it. So if you would, um, gently close your eyes Just become settled in your chairs as though you were going to go into meditation. Just allow yourselves to rest comfortably. Know that you're in touch with your higher wisdom self, whether you think of that as your higher power or God or or just the smartest version of yourself. Know that you are connected to that. And I ask you a question. What is the highest vision for your life's purpose in 2016? What is that high, high vision for your life's purpose in 2016? And just allow your intuition, that mystical part of yourself, to begin hearing words or seeing pictures imagining yourself really at the the peak of yourself in 2016, just get a sense of what that's like and what you're doing and who you are, maybe what's different about yourself. What is Spirit's vision for your highest and best purpose in 2016? And next we ask, what must I release to facilitate this vision? If you want new results, you may have to give up some of your old ways of thinking and being. And so we ask, what must I release to facilitate this high vision of my life in 2016? What must I release? And just allow your intuition to tell you What part of yourself maybe needs to be released or let go of? Old ideas, old beliefs, old ways of being, old habits or patterns. And finally we ask, what must I become for this high vision to be born. What changes in me have to happen? What new ways of thinking? What new version of myself do I need to step into for this high vision to be born? What must I become? Is it more loving? Is it more joyous? Is it more consistent? Is it more passionate? What must I become for this high vision to be born? So as these ideas of who we are to be in 2016 um, begin filtering into your mind, I'd invite you to begin thinking of them as an intention, thinking of them as a piece of new light in your life. If you can, think of this as a a kind of an affirmation. I will be love in 2016. I will be peace in 2016. I will be more intimate in 2016. Whatever, whatever it is that you're claiming to happen in this coming year, begin it in your own heart to claim it as though it were true. And when you have it in mind, I invite you to open your eyes and just come forward and light a candle to represent this new illumination, this new way of being, this new heart-centered truth that you wish to claim about yourself. Add your candle to the candles from the the first service as we light our own life to represent this newness being born on solstice. What I know about the lights, what I know about the the candles on this table, is that they represent that spark of life that is in each person's heart here today. That as each one of us is willing to give of ourselves a little more, whether it's to bring more love into the world, whether it's to highlight our personal finances, whether it's to uh, become uh, a more joyful person, whether it's to have more fun in life, whether it's to uh, provide some healing to ourselves. What I know is that the universe also benefits from this, that your light as given is also the light in the world as a whole. And so for our solstice today, my, my prayer Uh, Not only uh, is that each one of these lights comes to fruition, that each one of these intentions is made manifest, you know, in some ways that's taken care of, right? As we hold something clearly in our heart, in our mind, as we have a a mental impression of what we're like moving forward, the universe just responds, yes, always. So, So no worries there. What I pray for on this day though is also that, that these lights that we have lit for ourselves individually multiply out into the world. That greater peace, that greater love, that greater awareness of one another, that greater charity, that, that all of these things that we have wished for ourselves, we also are claiming for this planet. That truly we make a difference through, through our own endeavors, the world is uplifted. And I am simply grateful for this. I'm grateful for the power and the presence of each person here. The true dominion that we have over our own thinking and our own lives is made manifest in the world in 2016. I let it be, and together we say, And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.